0: You're listening to the Sales Development Podcast, the only audio forum focused and dedicated 100% to sales development. If you care about growing your skills and getting more new sales appointments, pipeline, and closed one deals, you came to the right place. Subscribe to the show on YouTube, iTunes, or Spreaker, and be sure to go back and listen to all the episodes for the best strategies, tips, and tactics out there on running a high-performance sales development program. And now, your host, Founder and CEO of TenBound at TenBound.com, David Delaney. CRM has been proven to limit sales reps' responsiveness, persistency, and cadence. It's a design flaw, and it's losing you deals. That is why today's sales leaders use sales engagement platforms like VanillaSoft. Check it out. Go to VanillaSoft.com and start your free trial. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome
1: to another edition of the Sales Development Podcast. I am on the line with an honored guest today. This is someone who I have admired in the business world for several years, and I'm so glad that she could finally join us here on the podcast, Ms. Carolyn Betts with Betts Recruiting. How are you today?
2: I'm great, thank you. How are you?
1: Oh my gosh! You know this is great because we go way back. Like I remember working with you first at Glassdoor back in the day when you were getting started, and just seeing your amazing progress that you've made over the years. It's been awesome. So again, thanks for coming on the show. And you know, I'm just so excited if people have not heard about you and what you're doing that you know we can dive into it. So let's do it.
2: Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure uh, to be here. And yes always fun to catch up with you.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So we are talking recruiting today. This is one of the, the major players here in the Bay and all over the country, and I think all over the world now in recruiting, especially with sales development reps. So Carolyn, how did you start in this industry and build this this machine that you have created um, with Bets Recruiting?
2: Yeah, well, you know, I I I pretty much started right after college. I graduated 2003 from UNC. Fell into sales. I actually sold Yellow Pages in the, or sorry, sold ads in the Yellow Pages back when there was books. So a lot of the young SDRs probably don't even know uh, what that is. But uh, that was my first job. Lots of hustle. Fell into recruiting. Worked at another boutique for about four years. Then I sold uh, recruitment advertising at CareerBuilder.com, and from there. There. You know, having sold recruitment media where, you know, Career Builder definitely serves its place in the market. However, it's a lot of work uh, for people and, you know, busy sales leaders don't have time to sift through hundreds upon hundreds of applicants. And, you know, I realized that there was a gap in the market for sales hiring specifically and made the decision to, you know, start up my own company from my house. I figured if I made a couple hires a month for my clients that I would, you know, make good money and, you know, be able to be an entrepreneur. And, um, I'm sure a lot of people can appreciate that. Uh, however, very quickly, you know, companies, they did not. And I'm sure a lot of the listeners here are in a boat where you don't need one or two people. You're building out a whole team. And, uh, so that is uh, the demand for our services is what's led to, to our growth. And, you know, we now have, You know, five offices throughout the U.S. and service the entire country uh, from those offices. And it's been it's been a really awesome experience helping all these really cool companies build their go to market teams.
1: And the the level of service that you provide and the, you know, the companies that you're hooked in with and the people that you hire. I mean, I can't speak enough. I've been on both sides from, you know, using Bet's Recruiting. I don't want to make this a commercial, but I just like what you guys do. Using you guys to, as as a client, you know, in looking for a job and stuff like that. I mean, it's been awesome. So let me ask you this. We love working
2: with you too. (laughs) Oh, thank
1: you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Let me ask you this. So SDR, especially SDR recruiting, you know, it just seems like one of the toughest things. Like, I mean, I probably in my consulting and training people ask me all the time hey i need some sdrs like where can i get some sdrs and then i usually call you and see what you're doing (laughs) and and like that's such a huge challenge right now what what challenges do you see and do you hear from your team about recruiting right now in 2018 and 2019
2: yeah, you know, so it's interesting. I think the SDR profile there's there's two two ways to look at it, right? There is the experienced SDR who has, or maybe even three ways to look at it, but the experienced person and the inexperienced person, right? Experienced person has either been an SDR or did some type of sales in their past, right? And so that profile is one that a lot of people like, and then the inexperienced SDR is a lot more nuanced, right? Where you look at a you know, history of success in their life. You know, did they play sports? Were they, you know, in leadership in college? Did they have a job? Did they have to juggle a lot of things? Are they entrepreneurial? Did they mow lawns, sell knives, whatever it is. And so, you know, I am trying to remember the exact question, but when you, when you look at those various profiles and, you know, try and build a pool around those types of people, it's not necessarily stuff where you can go on LinkedIn, obviously the experienced person. Yes. If you've been an SDR at another company, uh, However, the inexperienced SDR is is one where it's an interesting challenge to to find these people and then get them excited about the opportunity to you know, enter a career in technology sales.
1: Yes. And, and that's, so that's – I was wondering too, like how do you find people – You know, we've been in such a good economy for a number of years now. I'm hoping that it stays that way for a number more years. But it's like in this economy, especially in the hot markets like San Francisco, how do you find people, whether they're experienced or inexperienced? I mean, is it like, are you guys just going through and prospecting constantly? Do you go to events? Do you go to colleges? Like, how do you find people to do this?
2: Yeah. So, you know, it's funny, right? It's like, I think when you look at a sales organization, it's how do you get leads into your organization, right? How do you find your customers? And for us, you know, the the SDRs that we represent are, you know, they, they don't pay us, but they're, you know, they're part of our, our service. And so it's a multi-pronged approach. You know, we get a lot of referrals from people that we work with that, you know, our service is awesome. We get people jobs, right? So you get somebody a job they love, they start sending you their friends. So that's probably the number one way. We you know, we do some advertising on LinkedIn, social media, etc. podcasts like this, right? Other things, you know, our social media, we're bringing back our funny videos and yes. and then also you know, an approach where, yes, working with the universities, leveraging other technologies to advertise these jobs and, you know, posting sites like Indeed and Glassdoor and LinkedIn and Handshake and, you know, all of those places are, are ways to get top of the funnel candidates in our door. And then, you know, to take it one step further, uh, for us, we want to get as many people in our door as possible to talk to you about the, what it looks like to be hosting events, you know, our tech crawls in San Francisco and New York and our panels and our happy hours. And, you know, it's a real big undertaking to get these, you know, to get lots and lots of people because the demand is so high. And then just like any sales funnel, we we need to make sure that they, first of all, really want to be an SDR. They understand what the job takes and, you know, that they're going to show well to our clients and ultimately end up, you know, being a great employee and somebody that hopefully can grow with that company for, for a long time.
1: Right, so you have to. It's a funnel. It's a, it's a, like a demand generation funnel. You start with tons of people. You're getting it from all these different sources, and then it's kind of a whittling down process. And and how do you how do you make sure that you know these are really good applicants that you send to the companies, and it, it's like they're representing you correctly, and so that they can actually you know get the job.
2: Yeah. Well, I think first things first is we meet. We as many people in person as possible. You know, if they live in a city where we don't have an office, obviously then we'll do a Zoom meeting. But uh, if if we have an office there, they're coming in, they're meeting with our recruiters and we ask them, you know, what are you looking for? What do you want to do? And, you know, hopefully they... If they haven't identified that they want to be in sales, that's a big red flag for us, right? Like, we want people that want to build a career in sales. And then, you know, we ask additional questions, you know, what size of company? What are you looking for? You know, what are your, you know, we kind of internally call it your one, two, threes, which is basically, you know, what are you looking for in your next opportunity? And then we match it up, right? Uh, Based off of the opportunities that we're working on. And, you know, if they don't want to be in sales, we just tell them that this isn't the right fit and what we do. But if they, do, then we match up the rest of it based off their interests and, and what they're thinking for their career. Big company, small company, different kinds of leadership, types of training, product, etc. cetera. Uh, those are all things that we, that we look for various different interests when the talent comes in the door.
1: Okay. And then, and then do you actually help them to prep You know, for the meeting and the interviews and all that, like as far, I mean, you know, some people, if they're inexperienced, they don't really know even how to prepare for the meeting.
2: Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, it really depends on on our client's wishes. Most of our clients like us to prepare people, right? They want people that are coachable. And so if we prep them and then they go in and they show, well, that's a benefit to them. Some companies, they don't prep them. You know, I want them to just see what they are without being prepped. And so obviously we take, take that. But yeah, the vast majority of our clients want us to prep people and we do.
0: Are you in sales, but you're not using a sales engagement tool? then you're probably losing out on revenue because you are not engaging with prospects at the right time, with the right cadence, and with enough persistency. You need VanillaSoft. Start your free trial today. Go to VanillaSoft.com. Okay, and then on the, on the
1: company side, like, you know, if you're out there in the marketplace, like one objection that you might hear working with recruiters is I don't want to pay the recruiter. I'll do it myself. But I mean, with all this work that you're doing, like, like you said, the busy sales professional doesn't want to spend all this time, you know, filling the funnel with all these people. Like what, how do you talk to companies when they're like, Hey, I don't want to pay for this. Like, I'll just do it myself.
2: Right, so it really depends on what where you're at with the company, right? If you're the SDR leader and you it's your first day and you don't have anyone on your team, like you know, I, I first things first, ping your network. Like that is so dumb if you don't, right? Like, sorry,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna do being, it myself.
2: Yeah, right. Well, so like do that, right? Like reach yeah. out to everyone that you know and say, hey, I'm hiring SDRs, and see what happens, right? And get those people in the door. But at some point there's going to become, we're not, you can do this, right? Everything I just explained is not rocket science. It's top of the funnel stuff. And it really depends on that shift when what is more valuable, right? The fee that you're paying to bets recruiting or your time. And initially when you don't have a team, people aren't asking a million questions. You're not having to jump on demos. You're not listening to calls. You're not doing all the things that, you know, sales leaders do. You have time to recruit but eventually your bandwidth is going to be limited and you're going to want to spend that time with your team and not sourcing candidates on your own.
1: Right. And then you might look outside. And now with on the company side, how is it the same process that you go through as far as companies like and do you have to run the same funnel for finding companies that need help or do they mostly come inbound?
2: Yeah, I would say the majority comes inbound, right, through referrals or, you know, sales leaders move jobs just like talent, other types of talent does. And, you know, you have built up a team, you know, like we worked with you at Glassdoor and then next company, you know, you start and you're like, have to build a team again. Oh, I'll call bets. Right. So a lot of the goodwill that we've built over, you know, since 2010, when I went full time on this business has come, you know, in the, in the form of referrals, but we also have a business development team that goes out very similar to any other sales team and identifies, you know, who are the hot companies and getting in front of them. And we work with, we have a big VC, you know, referral network where, you know, a lot of the VCs obviously give these companies money to grow their go-to-market teams. And so they refer these companies to us when, you know, post funding to help build the, you know, get the money in the door and increase the valuation of the company. And uh, so, yeah, it's a multi-pronged approach, similar to the recruiting So, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And and having that network, having that relation, you know, reputation, relationship, it just builds up. It's like a snowball effect for you, basically. Yeah. Yeah,
2: pretty pretty awesome actually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like it. it. Got some momentum there. And so, I, ha, how do you see, you know, the next few years as you look out on the horizon? Are you concerned about the economy and the the market right now? Like how are you envisioning the next few years for your business and for the recruiting in, you know, in at large?
2: Well, it, it's interesting for our business in particular is, is actually really tied to uh, the venture world, right? We work with a lot of co- the companies that are uh, VC backed uh, that are scaling their go-to-market teams. And if you dig into the data of what's happening in the venture world, things are awesome. Money is still being uh, invested and that has not tightened up. So, uh, So in terms of that, you know, I'm not... I'm not personally concerned. I think that anytime you see, you know, stocks down, you know, it's not a positive sign. But from where I'm seeing, we've never had more business here. We have, you know, (laughs) our our, and so things look good for us. And I, I think in a services business where you're doing recruiting, you know, what happens with the economy is always going to be something that's top of mind. But from where I'm sitting right now, things are things are still
1: looking very good. Okay, okay, cool. And so just to, I, I want to go back to one thing you said. You you had been an employee for a number of years working at different companies, and then you decided to strike out on your own. So, you know, that's a big transition, right? From being an employee to being an entrepreneur, and I know it's a big topic, but are there are there some things that you can recall and maybe some lessons that you learned in making that transition from an employee to an entrepreneur?
2: you know to be honest, the initial transition from employee to entrepreneur was pretty easy for me. My background was in sales, and when you're uh, you know founder early stage company. You're in sales, right? You're selling your company yeah. to people. The bigger transition for me was really scaling the organization, right? And going from being, a, you know, the best salesperson that I can be every day to being a leader. And leading by example, and delegating, and creating repeatable process, and you know all the things that our clients are doing, building a company where you know the, the way that I do business is a is a process, right? As opposed to you know having to tell people all the time. So so the bigger transition for me was actually more in scaling than in initially starting the company.
1: Okay, and how how did that's interesting. So how did you go about doing that? Did you have to sit down one day and just like get all the stuff out of your head down on paper or was it like you finally just had to sit down and do it or was it sort of a gradual thing where you did it over time
2: it's still a work in progress every day (laughs) and you know we are always retooling our playbook and figuring out the best way to do things you know i believe in kaizen the the principle of continuous improvement and that we do that a lot here at Betts, and so you know, hiring a leadership team of people that have done this type of thing before uh, was really game changing for me. You know, I have a great VP of Sales and VP of People and Finance and you know, a lot of data, and uh, but like the answer is, it, it just it happened over time. I also am attending a business school, a uh, three-year program for you know, founders at Harvard Business School, which has helped me put a lot of these principles into practice in our company as well.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. So continuous education, continuous improvement, and then bringing in expertise to help you, you know, just try all these things constantly moving forward, it
2: seems. Exactly. Yep.
1: And what advice, you know, if there's someone out there and they're going, God, you know, I want to be an entrepreneur, like, I want to be my own boss, like, you know, it sounds like selling is really important. Like, what advice would you give someone that's kind of thinking that that's the route that they want to go?
2: Well, yeah. Yeah. There's two things, right? And it's interesting because at bets, like we work with so many companies and I see all the ones that are really successful and I see some that aren't. And, uh, you know, we really get to see a lot of what's happening in the entrepreneurial ecosystem from where we sit here and helping build these teams. And, you know, I think sales, you have to have a good product, right? Like if if you don't have a good product, no matter how good your sales team is, you're only going to get so far before people stop buying what you, what you're selling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's, so, for, but the sales, you know, given that you have a good product or a service and, you know, product market fit, people need what you have execution and sales, in my opinion, and which is why that's what we've gone all in as at our business at BATS is, you know, building out these go-to-market organizations. If you don't have that, you don't have a company in totally. my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean and and do you do you you know do you see founders maybe that you work with that or you know maybe you're not as connected with them but they they didn't come from a sales background and so they're more product focused and they're not as they're not as successful in sales or you know do they usually bring in someone who can help them to be in, you know be more successful in sales?
2: Yeah, I mean I think the, all the smart ones bring in somebody, right? Like mm. you yeah, I. Most people aren't good at everything, you know. Um, <laughs> and true. so, if you're a genius at building, you know, amazing products, then yeah, the, the you bring in somebody who's great at sales, and then you get to focus on what you're passionate at, and and delegate the you know the the sales portion to somebody else who has experience doing it.
1: Yeah, that, that's so wise, because I think that you can spend a lot of years like trying to get better at something that you just you just terrible at. And you're just like, you know, I have to be a perfectly rounded person that's, that can do everything. But it's like, no, actually, the, you're probably really good at just at, like a couple of things and the rest of it just outsource or, you know, hire someone, right?
2: Well, in human nature is to focus on the things that, we good, or that we're that we good at and that we like doing, right? Yeah. Like, uh, And so might as well give yourself a break and allow yeah. yourself to do that.
1: Exactly. Well, that's great. And so, okay. So what do you have coming up? What are you excited about? I know today's your wedding anniversary. I know you're really excited <laughs> about that. I <laughs> Thank am. Thank you for we're sharing. I hope to, you don't mind I to share that. No, that's
2: yeah. no. Three years. So <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, you know, <laughs> Not as long as most other people that I know at my age, but it's uh, it's there, right. and uh, yeah, so I'm excited about that. I'm really excited for us about uh, the end of the year. We're also in the uh, in the process of building a technology platform, uh, so that'll be coming out early next year to uh, just make our service way more efficient. So stay tuned for that, and yeah, I think that's about it. I just mean, keep crushing continue- it continuing to, to do great work for our, for our clients and uh, help people build their careers.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, this is like, you said it perfectly, Hey, you know, if you're out there and you're in sales development management or you're running one of these teams, yes, you you can do this yourself, but it is a lot of work. I can tell you, I mean, you can get caught up in the whole recruiting phase because you have to get the best people on your team to be successful. But, you know, if it comes to the point where you're just like, you know what, this is way too much. I would definitely look at Bets recruiting, and again, like I'm a big supporter, but you know, the, it can help you so much with the process of getting the best people in the door. And you know, Carolyn, I appreciate your time and, and sharing
0: this with us.
2: Well, thanks for having me, David. I, I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, all right, we'll talk soon. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Sales Development Podcast the only audio forum 100% focused and dedicated to sales development with your host, David Delaney. Please be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube and take a moment to leave us a review on iTunes. Your support makes our show possible. If you are struggling with your sales development program, contact us at 10bound.com for a no-obligation exploratory call. Again, that's 10bound.com.